Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having a fantastic day today. It's a wonderful day down here at Health Masters, staying busy as always. And I just had a customer meet us over here. He was down here on vacation from Pennsylvania, David. And uh, stopped by and uh, talked to him for a few minutes. Great guys. He was one of his friends and uh, just had a great discussion. It's always nice to meet customers and other like-minded patriots when they're down here in, in Florida. And I always encourage everybody, if you're down here and you want to visit us, you feel free to come by and say hi. I'm usually here quite a bit, and I always like meeting with customers if I have the ability to do so if I'm not on a show. But, you know, he came down here and got some D3 and some B-Complex. And so, again, I thank him and I thank all of our customers and supporters for helping Health Masters out and keeping us in business and giving us the ability to keep bringing you the news every single day. And, uh, you know, this is just where we're at right now in this country to where it's time that everybody gets involved and is vocal and continues to stand up for what they believe in. So I encourage everybody. Also, good news. I saw this yesterday and I didn't have time to touch base on it. And I thought this is actually, this is actually a win in the courts for the Patriot and gun community. If you saw this, the Supreme Court on May 17, two days ago, held up the basically, or basically they shut down the Fourth Amendment loophole that allowed cops to seize guns without warrants. Now, this is a really big loophole and they pretty much held though now that it was unconstitutional and really what it came back to was the one incident that happened in 2015 with an individual named edward and his wife kim and they basically got in a huge argument she called the cops on him the cops went and basically met with him at his house they said that he needed to have a psyche eval he went for a psyche eval when he was gone they went to his home and seized two of his handguns this was without a warrant and then he got released from the hospital the same day because he was perfectly fine. And then they refused to give him his guns back. He had to file a civil rights lawsuit, and this went all the way up to the Supreme Court. And so this loophole goes all the way back 50 years in the Supreme Court in Katie versus Dabrowski and ruled that police could search an impounded car without a warrant, which created a very narrow exception to the Fourth Amendment, citing the frequency with which a vehicle can become disabled or involved in an accident on public highways, they could go through the vehicle and protect it against loss and theft and may be described as community caretaking function. Now, it was completely divorced from detection, investigation, or acquisition of evidence related to a violation, completely disconnected from that. It was there simply for community caretaking. Well, what's happened is now over the years, Certain liberal areas have used this as elbow room for law enforcement to essentially be the masters of all emergency and go in and seize guns without a warrant in a community caretaking responsibility. This has actually also been one of the laws that opened the door to the red flag gun laws being brought into existence. Now, the red flag gun laws are different. The red flag gun laws, if you know, basically allow police to seize firearms, pursue to a court order, which, by the way, you don't get told about the court order. They just go and do it, and then they're there to prevent you from allegedly committing suicide or inflicting harm. Now, 
This is not that. However, this led into red flag gun laws, and the justice noted though, on the Supreme Court, they noted that the provisions of the red flag law may be challenged under the Fourth Amendment as well, and those cases may come before us, they said. The red flag orders will continue to raise challenges against unconstitutional laws. So this was definitely a big win for the patriot gun community, as I said. This still needs to have the red flag gun law basically brought in, and in my opinion, that needs to be abolished. But the good thing about this now is this sets precedent for what we're seeing here. So if you have a law enforcement agency go in and do something like this and come in and take a firearm, and they really have no justifiable reason simply because they're just doing a community caretaking, then obviously you've got yourself set up for a really big lawsuit against them and to make sure you get your guns back legally. So again, I encourage everybody, keep getting the truth out there. Keep standing up for your rights because the firearm rights, those are the last teeth in our Constitution. The First Amendment, as much as I hate to say it, it's getting eroded as fast as they can pour bleach on it. I mean, it's it's disappearing. I mean, it's 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 almost gone, by the way. I mean, with what we've seen with online censorship, with what we've seen with big tech and the ability of taking it away with now, with what we're starting to see with people not even be able to speak their mind and trying to charge people now with hate speech, which isn't even a thing. It's I mean it's it's literally a made up leftist communist term to prevent people from speaking about the truth. The same thing we've seen with fake news. Do you say anything that's against the narrative? If you say anything that questions the narrative, that's it. It's fake news. Ironically enough now, something very odd has been going on with the CDC over the last week, week and a half. If you guys have noticed this, we've talked about it briefly. But all of a sudden, you know, two weeks ago, the director, Rochelle, is basically talking about, you know, how there's this big issue going on. And she almost is like crying in an interview. Then the next week she comes on, you guys saw last week, comes on and basically says now that no mask mandate for anybody if they've had the shot, which Dad and I have kind of talked on theories on that. But one thing that's also strange is she did an appearance on CNN the other day. And Walensky was questioned about Americans who are already vaccinated, who have gotten infected with the virus and have died as a result of COVID-19. So they got the shot. They allegedly were vaccinated and they still caught COVID and they died. And she went on to say, she said, the CDC is aware of 223 so-called breakthrough infections in vaccinated Americans but spelled out that many of those people died to other causes out of the 223 that died. Not all of those 223 who had COVID actually died from COVID. They may have had mild diseases but died, for example, of a heart attack. Wait, so now all of a sudden, if they've had the shot and they catch COVID and they die, they don't die from COVID. But last year, the COVID death count was anybody in Everyone that even had a mild symptom, even if you didn't test positive, you automatically died from COVID. This is a very strange flip-flop, but again, it shows you how it was a complete and total lie last year 
on the death count that they continued to come up with. We knew and we said repeatedly, and there were investigative journalists that did this all over the country. They were going in and looking at medical records of people that had deceased. They were seeing people in car accidents, decapitated in car accidents, suicides, gunshot wounds. Then they would swab them post-mortem, and if they had any remnants of something they could possibly get with a virus, they claimed it was COVID. We had this exact same incident happen up towards Apopka about 45 minutes from us, where a young man, 25-year-old man, died on a motorcycle accident, which was horrific, and went into the hospital, and they said it was a COVID death because they swabbed him. They turned the threshold cycle up as high as they could get it, and they found some virus in him. They said it was COVID, and so they said he died from COVID. And when they interviewed the doctor, he said, well, it's unclear whether or not the COVID may have been contributing to his death or if it was just a normal motorcycle accident, so we claimed it was COVID. Well, obviously, we knew once we saw the math when the hospitals were getting tens of thousands of dollars, in some cases upwards of $50,000 per COVID death, it was very clear that they were going to pad the numbers. So don't believe everything you hear. Do your own research. And by all means, be very careful if you're riding a motorcycle down here in Florida as a side note. I've sold all mine. I don't ride bikes down here in Florida anymore. There's a very, very high casualty rate for motorcyclists down here in Florida due to the horrific traffic and drivers that don't look out for you. That's just my side note I wanted to put out there. But other than that, Dad, very strange things going on right now with the CDC. Then now them telling everybody not to wear masks if you've been vaccinated, which is odd to me from the research we've seen from Pfizer discussing in their clinical studies how people could actually spread the virus, the vaccinated group, into the unvaccinated group, and they were not supposed to have contact with one another. What do you think? Well, it's intentional. They don't want you to wear a mask if you've been vaccinated, so you can spread it into the unvaccinated group. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's what they it's, – it's planned, Austin. The whole thing's planned out. It's all part of this 2030, 2050 United Nations, you know, green agenda, green deal uh, that basically is sustainable development. It's all part of it, about reducing the population. I mean, the other day when we were at this meeting with the city, they were talking about the lakes program from the state of Florida and how we had to have certain developmental protocols in place, you know, for far as expansion of the roadways and expansion of the infrastructure. And they kept referring back to the lakes development, which is coming directly from the state of Florida, which is coming directly from the United Nations, which is coming directly from Klaus Schwab. <laughs> Just, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. You, you try to draw the parallels and draw, you know, you, you connect all the dots. Remember when we were kids, we used to have those little pictures and you'd dog, go from dot one to dot two to dot three to dot four. And it was to basically teach you your numbers and teach you how to basically control your handwriting and all the other things. And you'd fill in the dots and all of a sudden you'd have a real pretty painting. And that's exactly what they've done. They filled in the dots for us. And they're taking us from point to point to point. And then what they do is they use Delphi technique. And we've discussed this many times on the show, and they have a predetermined outcome for a meeting. In other words, you've got a group of city commissioners or county commissioners or state representatives doing a difference, and they've already decided on what they're going to do. Now, they already know what they're going to do, and they already know what they're going to vote. It's already been predetermined based upon sustainable development, based on what Klaus Schwab wants to do, based upon what the state wants to do, based upon what the United Nations wants to do. It's all been handed down to them through their edicts. And then what ends up happening is they have a meeting. They have a meeting with the public for comment. <laughs> this is so funny because we saw it the other night. And they've decided what they're going to do before the meeting. And in fact, our neighbor uh, spoke to three of the city commissioners before the meeting 
And he told me they all said they were going to vote for the warehouses in our neighborhood. Yeah. Before the meeting, before they even had public comment, it was already decided. He said he knew it was over with before it got started. And that's the problem. Then they bring in their expert witnesses. Let me, let me tell you how they do it. This is interesting. They, they have the meeting, and the person comes in, and he gives you this hour-long PowerPoint presentation about why they want to put many warehouses in the middle of a residential area. Okay, And then – they basically tell you how wonderful it's going to be, and they tell you how the community wants it, which they don't. <laughs> then they tell you how the neighborhood wants it, which they don't. And then they tell you how great the meetings have gone up to this point, which they didn't. And then it goes it's just on and on and on. It's just a giant setup. And then the attorney for the city comes in and says, oh, by the way, we're going to have public comment now, and there can't be any heckling and no comments from the audience. We have to maintain decorum. And then all of a sudden, a police officer walks in. <laughs> Just not even joking. And the police officer comes in and stands right behind me in Austin because we were the two that were, well, doing the heckling. And we were the two that were being, well, I can say this and be honest with you, being obnoxious. And whenever somebody would say something, we're like at a church. And we'd say if it was true, we'd say amen. If it wasn't true, we'd say no way. It didn't happen that way. And so they brought this cop in. I mean, you know, fully armed, standing right behind us. And one time the neighborhood, the, 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 uh, <laughs> the attorney goes, we're doing this because this is what the neighborhood wants. And I go, no, they don't. And the cop goes, Ted, calls out my name at the meeting the other night. Oh, yeah, got myself arrested. That was nice or ejected from the meeting. And I thought, wow, this is crazy. Because here's what they do. They bring it in to start where they have the – Plato quote this this community meeting back in January, which they want to tell you what they're going to do, and they find out all of the people that are going to be dissonance. Woo! All the people who don't want it, and everybody tells you how awful it is. Well, they come back and say how great the meeting was and how much they learned and how wonderful they were accepted, which is a total lie. And then they come in and have another meeting with the planning committee, and they say the planning committee votes basically four to one that we are not having warehouses in the middle of this neighborhood, and so we think you know okay this is great. Well, we didn't realize that the planning committee was useless. They didn't do anything. The city commission could overrule everything. It didn't matter what the planning commission said. Well, then my friend goes and speaks to three of these guys on the city commission. They all say they're voting in favor. Before, listen to me, before they even heard public comment, it was already decided. This is developed through the RAND Corporation. It's called Delphi Technique by the CIA, and it's how to control groupthink. And what you do is you go into a group, and you make them think they're going to have an input, but they're not. The outcome's already been predetermined. Then the attorney comes in, and we have our little three minutes. They have their hour for a 50-point slide point presentation. We have to sit through that nonsense. It's almost 11 o'clock at night when this is going on. And then finally, we get to speak for three minutes. And after you go past 180 seconds, okay, you start saying, got to go. you got to wrap it up, 180 seconds. So if we brought an attorney in that had to do another PowerPoint presentation against why we don't want to do this, he'd have three minutes. And then at the end of the – of the discussion when everybody says no, 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 besides like one person who was basically you know working with this development. Then, then they come in and they start talking about all the things that we talked about, and they start buffering them, and then they start basically ignoring what we said, and then they start talking about other things like, well, we're not going to allow a liquor store to come in. And I'm like, wait a minute. We don't want any of this stuff to come in. Now they're giving us something back. We don't want a liquor store. We, we don't want a liquor store. And, and, we're, and, and people in the, in the audience are going, but we don't want any of this. Why did a liquor store come into this? Well, we don't want a gas station either. Well, why did a gas station come in? We don't want any of this. Why are we not focusing on the mini warehouses? Why? 
because it was already a predetermined outcome. It was the Rand Corporation. This is what they do with the Delphi technique. The problem is a lot of people after this meeting were over with, and they had a unanimous vote to promote many warehouses in the middle of a residential area. A lot of people stood up and started fussing and yelling. Well, at that point, they couldn't throw everybody out because they were already leaving as they were yelling going out of the room. Again, we're waking up to Operation you know, Agenda 2030, Agenda 2050, all of this stuff that we will own nothing and we will have nothing and we will be happy. We will basically be told what our neighborhoods are supposed to look like. We will be put in cracker box houses. And this is my favorite thing that I really thought was nuts. They're building a whole bunch of houses in our neighborhood that are cracker boxes. I mean they're like 12, 1,300 square feet, and they have five-foot and eight-foot setbacks on the backyard, which means there's a wall or a fence five or eight feet behind the house. The one attorney was amazing. He goes, oh, people are saying that they have setbacks in the houses, and this is and it's trying, because they're trying to maximize the uh, dollar that they're going to make from these subdivisions. He goes, oh, this is not at all true. This is not at all true. The reason they're doing that is they don't want people parking an RV or an extra vehicle in their yard, so they're not leaving them enough room in their yard to park anything. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, twisted it up. No, the reason they want to do this on quarter-acre lots or eighth-acre lots because they want maximum density of housing to go into the area. This is all part of the United Nations Agenda 2030. They want everybody to live in a little bit of cracker box. Why? Because that way they won't have as much of a footprint on the surrounding area as far as the environment. That's what this is all about. It has nothing to do with them not wanting you to park an RV in your yard or a pickup truck out in front of your house. That's not what this is. You know, the, the subdivisions have passed ordinance against people parking on the road and people parking outside of their garage and, and people parking RV. Well, no, the reason they've done that is that's what, that's what they were told to do. So when I watch this stuff and I see what happens, I'm kind of just sit back and I just shake my head. I just, I just go, wow. And the same thing's happening with school boards all over the place, pushing these forced mandates, forcing little children to wear masks. And soon it will happen. They're going to be telling people that the children can be vaccinated without parental consent. A little five-year-old can get injected. They'll ask the little five-year-old, do you want a lollipop? Yes. Okay. How about a candy bar? Oh, yes. All you have to do is take this injection. It won't hurt. It'd be good for all the other kids. Okay, I want the lollipop. And you take the lollipop, boom, shot, boom, boom. It's really with Gardasil. That's what they do with abortions. <laughs> a 13-year-old goes up to the counselor and goes, I'm pregnant. I missed my period. Well, let's, let's get you an abortion real quick. No parental consent. Let's get you an abortion. Yeah, that, that's where this is. This is where all of this stuff is. And then we've got Israel continuing with their math, math, genetics, genetics, their math ethnocide is what it is. It's just they're destroying, they're, they're completely destroying the Palestinians. And then I got to give a Rashida Talib. She told Biden on the tarmac the other day, that he can't give right-wing Netanyahu billions of dollars each year to bomb schools and children with U.S.-supplied weapons. And said, and then she said the Palestinian human rights are not a bargaining chip. Wow. i got to give her credit. She actually came out and said something to Biden about this, but here's the problem. <laughs> here's the problem. It ain't Biden doing it. It's the 60 dual Israeli citizens approximately between 50 and 70 who control the Senate and the Congress who vote for this stuff, who have the swing votes to push all this stuff through, the billions and tens of billions of dollars of aid that are given to Israel on an ongoing basis and all the armament we supply them. I mean, we give it to them as a gift. And like I said yesterday's show, how many countries 
tax their people to give money back to the United States. I mean, that, that's a big zero. That's a big goose egg, isn't it? But yet we're supposed to sit here and continue to give money to all these other countries, many of them who hate us, by the way, hundreds of billions and trillions of dollars over the years. Why? Because we're supposed to do that. You know, it's kind of like you know they always control the narrative, don't they? Look at that. Now they're jumping all over Bill Gates. Apparently, apparently Bill Gates is quite the party boy with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. And all those little trips now are showing up that he did on the Lolita Express and all the meetings he had in the mansion up in New York City with uh, <laughs> old pedophile senior. And all of these things are coming out, and suddenly Bill Gates is being put on the chopping block in the offering of public opinion. Why? Why would they turn on Kumo? Why would they turn on Gates? Why would they turn on Giuliani? Why would they turn on these other globalists? Why? Because something's going on in the narrative. They've got to have a new story. Bill Glay Gates is being basically eviscerated all news. Cuomo is being eviscerated all news because of what he did in the nursing homes. All of these people, when they get to a certain tipping point, when people start having enough of them and they don't want to see them anymore, they have their algorithms, don't they? Their data points on a giant chart because they monitor everything that I'm saying right now, everything that Sauce is saying, everything that you're saying, every cell phone conversation, and they have these charts that are set up going, uh-oh, we're getting too much pushback on Bill Gates. We're getting too much pushback on Kumo. Now we have to let off some steam. So you all see in the background here, as the steam gets let off and you go, oh, I feel better now. Bill Gates got his comeuppance. He sure did. He's being exposed. Everybody goes, okay, now we have no more pressure there with Bill Gates, no more pressure there with Kumo. That's how they do it. Everything is going by data points. The UFO thing got to be to the point where this secret society that's running the UFO and all the corruption behind all that has to be revealed. Now Obama's coming out openly talking about UFOs and knowing, saying they're real, that they don't really understand what they are and they've got to be talked about. Tucker Carlson's now talking about UFOs. I told you they were going to do this six months ago. I told you they were going to have a soft disclosure on it. I warned you they were going to do it not to let it affect your faith. Told you. Because, guys, these people are always the same, and they always have the same agenda. And you got to realize, you know, when Israel, back in the Old Testament, was doing their idolatry and they feared other gods, in Second Kings 17, 5-17, there was widespread idolatry in Israel. Why? Because they feared other gods. In verse 7, they built for themselves high places in all of the cities and they set up for themselves sacred pillars and wooden images on every high hill and under every green tree. I'm going to, re I'm going to repeat that back to you again. This is important. They set up for themselves sacred pillars. And wooden images, listen, it doesn't say on some high hills. It doesn't say that. On every high hill and under every green tree, and there they burned incense in all the high places. On all of the high places, as the nations had done whom the Lord had carried away before them. Verses 9 through 11. Further, they followed idols, became idolaters, and made for themselves molded images of two calves, made a wooden image, and worshipped all of the host of heaven that served and served Baal, verses 15 through 16. They set up pagan religious practices. The Israelites caused their sons and daughters to pass through the fire, practiced witchcraft and soothsaying, and sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. Verse 17. There was a rejection of God's law. Israel walked in the statutes of the nations with whom the Lord had cast out all of the Canaanite religions for the children of Israel. Verse 8, 
Verse 15 notes that the people rejected God's statutes and his covenant that he had made with their fathers and his testimonies, which he had testified against them. The prophet Amos particularizes the epic epidemic of social injustice and the kingdom of Israel. As an example, notice Amos 2, 6 through 7, where Amos chides the Israelites because they sell the righteous for silver and the poor for a pair of sandals. And they pant after the dust of the earth, which is in the head of the poor, and pervert the way of the humble. The Israelites displayed a pandemic failure to love their fellow man. And now we see them coming in. And absolutely bombing into rubble and killing little children in Gaza. It never single never ends. Nehemiah nine thirteen through seventeen. The record is clear. Israel rejected God and his way from the beginning of their relationship. They not only rejected him and his way, but they also became a major vehicle facilitating the spread of false ways of the heathen all over the world. Nehemiah thirteen through seventeen. Modern Israel has followed the same path as her ancestors. Listen to me. As Israel, Israel migrated into and through the Western Europe and settled into the lands God had set aside for them, they became wealthy. She had given the world a poisonous culture to brew and drink, influencing them through the power, for example. She had the wealth to enable her people to export to the other nations their consumption of inevitable emulation. Okay, God calls Israel's sins fornication because sexual sins and the most common way unfaithfulness in marriage is revealed to the public. Guys, listen to me. When Israel comes in and is the number one homosexual destination in the world, when they openly promote abortion, they, op they openly, the Kabbalist part of Israel, openly promote that God is an hermaphrodite, and they want to openly promote transgenderism, and they have all these sexual brothels available in Tel Aviv, and they rewrote the Old Testament so they didn't have to read all this stuff anymore, and now they have their... Talmud, which explains what was supposed to have been said because God didn't explain it properly according to their own words. And suddenly you see a group of people that are running the planet who basically have given themselves over to idolatry, over to Satanism, over to the ancient Canaanite religions. And now they're bombing Gaza unmercifully. Now, are all Jews involved in this? Absolutely not. The group that runs Israel through the Balfour Declaration is the synagogue of Satan. Period. It is through the United Nations. It was through and going to be through the League of Nations. It was on the Council of Foreign Relations. All of these people are directly being controlled by the international banking community, which claim to be Jews, but they're not. They are the synagogue of Satan. That's the very word of God that says that in the book of Revelation. And we've got to understand who and what these people have done and what they're going to do. These are the guys that are running the Delphi techniques. These are the guys that are running Agenda 2030. These are the guys who are running Sustainable Development. Klaus Schwab with the United Nations is an open Kabbalist. This was the League of Nations, which became the United Nations. This is controlled via the international banking cartels through all of their money and through the Council on Foreign Relations. All of this stuff is being completely and totally run through the Kabbalah, Network, including many of the Masonic lodges at the highest levels, not the not the not the lower level Masons who have no idea what's going on. These initiates who come in, but when you see these Masons and they're wearing Masonic jewelry, Masonic rings, they ain't no doggone low level initiate. They're high up. <laughs> they're way up when they're wearing Masonic lodge rings. They've done a lot in the Masonic lodges, and they still behind the curtain are running things through the Council on Foreign Relations. 
and through the Kabbalah and through these other groups of people that control the legislatures in your state, my state, the United States itself, and throughout the world. Look at that hardcore, probably Kabbalist witch, Angela Merkel, hardcore communist. We talked about her a few weeks ago and what she's done to Germany. Unbelievable. That's the projection for everybody. Now they're saying if you've been a good peasant and you've had all of your vaccines that the United that, that, that the EU has approved, nothing from China or Russia, that you'll be allowed to travel and spend your money now in Europe this summer starting in June. I got a response for them. How about no? How about we don't spend our money there? How about we don't go over there? Guys, this agenda is very nefarious with all this viral shedding that's going on, with them warning people not to be around by their own research, people that have been vaccinated. They're doing everything they can to spread this stuff as quick as they can throughout the entire planet. Guys, this is genocide. It really is on the entire planet on a planetary scale. Wow. So Bill Gates is being offered now as the sacrificial lamb of their sick rituals saying, oh, it's Bill Gates and his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Well, apparently Bill Gates liked the young girls, apparently, and all the other things that Jeffrey Epstein allowed him to be involved with. Of course, Jeffrey Epstein, remember, here we go again was Mossad. Mossad is from Israel. Israel controlled Jeffrey Epstein. Israel controlled and controls Bill Gates. Always remember that. That's how it works. That's how it always has worked. These ancient Canaanite religions have controlled this planet for thousands and thousands of years before <laughs> the Israelites were ever here. We're talking about going all the way back, before the Hebrews were ever here, all the way back to Noah. And the flood, it's been about these guys and these fertility rituals and these sex death cults that have been around this planet for literally almost 10,000 years. Super important that you understand that it goes all the way back, and that's the same group. And now they're about to disclose that these groups are real and that these fallen angels are real and these entities are real. Guys, don't let it affect your faith. God knew they were going to do this. He warned you about it a long time long time ago because we can do all things through christ who strengthens us remember as a christian it is not a continuation of judaism it is a rejection of judaism and all of this idolatry and all of this weird stuff they were involved in in the old testament read through it yourself understand what happened why it happened and how we have to try to stay away from it as christians i love you guys Austin, what do you think of what's your next story well, there's nothing new under the sun, and we're seeing this same thing over and over and over again. That's why I've tried to encourage so many people not to fall prey to this constant fear porn and propaganda they've pushed over and over and over again. And that's you know, right. I, I, I told our uh, our customer and listener, David, who was in here earlier, I said, always remember, I said, and a lot of people didn't realize this, the whole point of the mask was to remind everybody to be scared all of the time. The media put it every single day in and day out to remind people to be scared. Whatever the media says pretty much goes for the most part because they control the narrative on every facet. That's why social media platforms have become so restrictive because they saw what happened in 2015 and 16 when Hillary Clinton started to get exposed and basically Donald Trump ended up getting elected. Hillary Clinton was absolutely 100% supposed to be in place because quite frankly, she probably was getting all of this set up perfectly in line to get prepped for what was happening now. And so they had this nuisance president 
Donald Trump, as far as a nuisance to them, who actually I think really wanted to change a lot of stuff at first. And the problem with it is I think there was a lot of dirt and a lot of stuff that they probably tried to use on him to control him, as we saw repeatedly. I mean all the way stuff from the beginning with the Russia lie to the porn star stuff to everything. They tried to do everything they can and they could to deplatform and basically prevent him from talking. I mean, but again, remember, the narrative is always in their control because people fall prey to it. Same thing with Bill Gates. Nothing's ever going to happen to Bill Gates. He's a banker boy. Like Dad said, this is just nope. obfuscation. They're, they're doing this to keep him in the news. So like Dad just said, let off the steam. Perfect analogy. Oh, B B Bill Gates is above the law. Look, at he's in trouble now. Okay, he's he's in trouble he should not have done this. We're, we're going to hold him accountable. No, we're not. Nobody's going to hold him accountable for anything. The man's a banker boy. He knows exactly what's going on right now. And they've probably already told him. They said, listen, man, you got involved in this stuff. We're going to have to blast you for a while. You know, you're, you're going to have to sit on the grill for a minute. It's just this is going to happen. We're going to have to let off some steam, let everybody get their anger out on you because everybody hates you so much for what you did last year. Did on national television back in June in June and telling people that we were not going to be able to go back to our normal way of life until there was a vaccine passport. Do you guys remember all that? Almost a year ago now, him saying that on national television, on CNN, all these news media outlets, and everybody said, get out of here. Look where we're at now. Now we're having all these businesses all across the country say, hey, it's fine. You don't have to wear a mask as long as you've been shot, as long as you've had your experimental injection. Now, majority of these places – cannot enforce it. As I told you yesterday, I had a good friend of mine, and I talked to him again this morning. I texted him this morning and said, dude, they haven't given him any flack at all at Lowe's. Lowe's has said, if you're shot, if you've got your experimental injection, you basically no longer have to wear a mask as an employee. Customers, they've never really made us wear masks. I never, if they did, I never listened to them. Um, but so the employees have, though. I mean, I've seen them, guys. I've seen them outside loading up forklifts and moving pallets around wearing masks. I mean, getting truckloads and unloading stuff, wearing masks, because the managers, the top managers would come out there and basically start chewing them out if they weren't wearing them. And now they've said, if you're an employee, you've been shot, you don't have to wear your mask anymore. So what's happened now and where I'm all the employees are like, okay, that's cool. And I told my friend, I said, don't, don't lie. Don't lie about anything. I said, if they ask you if you've had your shot, just say, I do not feel comfortable sharing my medical history that is protected under HIPAA, and there's a reason why I'm no longer wearing a mask. Leave it at that. That's open-ended. You're not lying. You're not creating any type of fallacy. You're being very honest, quite frankly, and there's nothing they can do about it because of an employer, and this is the issue they're going to have with the vaccine passports. I'm telling you right now, this is what they're going to run into. This is going to start causing enormous amount of lawsuits all over the country if this really tries to get implemented in the future. An employer... For since pretty much the history of HIPAA and all the other medical laws that have been in place, an employer cannot come in and say, we need your medical records in order for you to stay employed here. You cannot do that. That is 100% illegal. You cannot start asking for medical records in order to keep a job, and that's exactly what they're doing. But they're trying to do it under the guise of – it's for the health and safety of everybody working here. We need to make sure you've had your experimental gene editing shot if you want to keep a job. Guys, don't comply. 
give them the answer that they're looking for. I just looked the other day. I just looked the other day. Bush Gardens. I've always liked Bush Gardens. I've loved their roller coasters. They've got some amazing roller coasters over there. They have one called the Kraken, which it's it's intense. I'll tell you right now if you like roller coasters. And I've wanted to take the kids over there to Bush Gardens and SeaWorld and stuff because they're a whole different set. They are not Disney. I've never had any issues with Bush Gardens ever since I've gone there. And Disney, of course, they're still hammering down. You have to wear a mask at all times if you're indoors, if you're around anybody you have to wear a mask you know if you want to walk around by yourself outside you don't have to wear a mask it, disney's just they're a bunch of goons over there trust me, I, I you already know my stance on that well bush gardens just came out now this is this was brilliant this was brilliant i looked at the thing because somebody had told me about it and i said well i said let me look it up because they had a big special they're running on their annual passes for all of their um all of their parks right now and they say bush gardens health and safety commitments Bush Gardens will no longer be requiring guests at Bush Gardens Tampa, Adventure Island, or any of their parks to wear face coverings if they are fully vaccinated according with the CDC guidance. However, we will not require proof of vaccine. <laughs> All Bush Garden employees will still be required to wear mask coverings at this time. This is for the safety of our guests. So they're telling you right there. You don't have to wear a mask if you've had a shot, but we absolutely have no intent in asking, requiring, or even knowing if you've had your shot. That was a brilliant marketing strategy, by the way, because they're probably going to explode now with sales because everybody's going to go, okay, cool. They're not going to bother me about it. So they're saying if you've had a shot, you don't have to wear a mask. However, we don't want to know if you've had a shot. We're not going to ask if you've had a shot. We're not even going to imply to even want to have any idea if you've had a shot. We're just basically going to leave it at that. And so that was brilliant. And so a lot of companies now I think are going to start doing that because, remember, a lot of the flack that some of these companies got, especially down here in Florida, were from the local municipalities where you had some of these health directors and health officials that were actually acting like true brown shirt Gestapos. They did this in Orlando a couple times. The mayor, remember, in Orlando, absolute nightmare communist in Orlando, horrific mayor, horrible. He was actually sending in the health department to do undercover sting operations to see if businesses were not wearing masks when he had his citywide mask mandate in place and was fining businesses if they went in and saw people not wearing masks. And they wouldn't say anything about it. They would go in, go through, take notes, basically record if there was anybody not wearing masks, report back like good little Gestapo boys, and then they would go in and issue a citation to the bar and the business. That was one of the main reasons why a lot of the businesses in Orlando were so adamant about wearing masks. Now, the ones that are still being adamant about it, they are 100% complicit in what's going on right now with COVID, in my opinion, from the top down. If you have a business that's still telling you in Florida that you're required to wear a mask at all times indoors, you need to stop giving them a single penny of your money. I've told everybody that for years. Do not support companies that do not 100% respect your right to breathe fresh air and live freely on this country, in this country. I mean, that's just, that's just a straight fact. So again, be very, very clear. They're trying to push out lies as much as they can. They're trying to keep the narrative as much as they can. Another reason, too, about it right now, everything's starting to drop off. The stock market's doing crazy stuff. 
Everything's starting to move around really weird right now. You had the Colonial Pipeline Network went down again yesterday. They said as the southern states are still suffering fuel shortages. The operator insisted it wasn't hackers this time. They said disruption continues with more than 10,000 gas stations still dry in the south. Colonial insists the latest disruption was not the work of a hacker. So what was it then? Now all of a the pipeline shut down again. Now they're having more problems with it. My opinion, was it really a hacker from the beginning? I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Now you've had Bitcoin yesterday. I told you guys to watch out for this stuff, and I hope everybody was playing around with it. We were at 42000 a coin yesterday. It was already down almost $20,000 over the last week and a half. Closed out at 42000 yesterday. I woke up and looked at the markets. It opened up at 29000 at its low. Went from 42 to 29 overnight. Now it's stabilized back around 32 to 33. Dropped another $10,000 a coin overnight. This is why I told people for the last year and a half, be very, very careful in this volatile market right now. If you're moving some stuff around here and there and you know what it's doing and you're playing, you're jumping in, jumping out, whatever, man, if you know what you're doing. But be very careful thinking you're going to go make a million dollars by throwing you know, some money in Bitcoin and all of a sudden it's going to triple and quadruple overnight. When you start seeing stuff like that happen, be very cautious because there's always a dip, and now it's starting to happen again with a lot of this stuff. So it's not coincidence to me that they're throwing out all this fodder right now in the media. Everything's being confusing. Once again, you see the confusion train showing back up, throwing more disinformation, keeping more people confused. Now you got the CDC saying don't wear a mask if you're vaccinated. Now you got Governor Nuisance in California and Governor Beetlejuice in Illinois coming out and saying you absolutely still have to wear a mask at all times even if you're vaccinated. We're not going to listen to CDC. So which one is it? Remember what we said before. It's controlled confusion. This is what Bobblehead Fauci has been incredibly good at doing. Continue to change the narrative, flip the narrative back, flip the narrative forward, flip the narrative on its side, flip it upside down. Any direction you want, continue to change it, and you'll keep the populace constantly questioning and asking, what should we do next because we don't know? I'll tell you what to do next. Live freely. Breathe fresh air. Keep experimental bioweapons out of your body. Continue to exercise. Continue to pray and read your Bible. And continue to take your supplements and keep your immune system strong. And stay prepped for whatever might happen in the next few months and years. Including, make sure you have adequate water, food, medical supplies, you know, buckets, beans and rice, ammo, whatever it may be. Get prepared for it. Because these shortages that are happening right now are not a joke. There are shortages happening all over the globe. They've now just said they came out with an article. They're saying the FDA has a drug shortage tracking system. Right now, there are currently 120 drugs listed as having a shortage. Now, as you guys know, I'm not a fan of pharmaceutical drugs nor the FDA. What they're telling you here is how many of those drugs are people on that they're extremely dependent on it? How many of those drugs that people have gotten hooked on now because they've basically had doctors give them to them and continually pump them full of this stuff? I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. But always remember, when you start relying on certain drugs to do certain things, there can be side effects to it. So, again, I'm not telling you to stop taking anything. I'm not telling you to do anything against your doctor's order. What I'm saying is 
Be aware and be awake of what's happening. You see now that the building market is starting to actually slow down because they can't get the numbers where they need to be for lumber cost and material cost now. A lot of guys are using metal studs. They're starting to use metal framing in houses now because the wood and lumber has gotten so high. Same things happen in Canada as well. You're seeing the whole supply chain is completely out of whack right now. And I'm telling you, I'm giving everybody a heads up right now. There's a high probability you're going to start seeing a huge, huge shortage on certain foods and a huge increase on certain foods. And once that happens... That is going to be the catalyst because that affects every single man, woman, child breathing on this continent right now when you start having food go up 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 percent. And people can say, oh, well, that just means we need to make more. That just means we need to be paid more at our work. Well, no, that means you need to get prepared for what's about to happen. Hyperinflation or regular inflation starts to occur. It's not the responsibility of somebody to start losing money to try to make sure they compensate you for inflation. What that means is you need to look at the writing on the wall, and you need to start getting prepared for what's about to happen in the near future because I'm telling you, Everybody's saying this. That's awake right now. The markets are saying this. The bankers are saying this. It's time you get prepped and understand what's about to occur. And I encourage everybody, continue to get the truth out there and wake people up. And thank you again for forwarding our show and getting this information out there, Dad. What do you think? I think we're about the only show that talks about this stuff, <laughs> to be honest with you. I mean, it's all about obfuscation for almost 95% of all media as far as the big shows. That's it. It's just a bunch of lies. I mean, I was listening to another guy the other day who's got a real big broadcast and has been around for a while, and, and he was giving about 80% truth out and another 20%. It's all the Chinese. It's the Chinese. It's the Chinese doing everything to everybody. It's the Chinese taking over the movie theaters. It's the Chinese. It's always the Chinese. No, it's not. The Rothschild Kabbalist banking cartel took down Russia. Then they took down China. It's the same guys. It's not the Chinese. They don't run their country like we don't run our country. Our country's a bought and sold and gone into debt, basically fiefdom of the Rothschild banking cartel. Now, that's what we've turned into. You see the sustainable development mess with Klaus Schwab is being pushed in all of our local municipalities. I mean, it's what they're doing to us because it's what they planned on doing 100 years ago when we tried to warn everybody, you know, the folks who screamed and yelled about the Federal Reserve, the patriots back then, of what was happening. My dad, it was so funny, Austin, your grandfather, you never met him because he died. Well, he was he was born in 1901. This is my father. It's not my grandfather. It's not my great-great-grandfather. It's my father was born in 1901. He'd be, what, 120 years old now, I guess. And he basically told me so many times, and I'd, I would be, okay, whatever, Dad, whatever, Dad. I just didn't, I, I'll be honest with you. I really didn't understand what he was talking about. He started talking about the Weimar Republic. Because he had seen what had happened to his relatives. He was born as an American citizen here in America, in Iowa. But he had seen what happened in Germany with hyperinflation, where it was 40 billion marks or $40 million to buy a one loaf of bread. And dad used to tell me, we can't continue to increase the money supply like this. It's going to cause hyperinflation just like it did in Weimar. And what's going to happen is they're going to have to issue new money. That's what he always told me. Then he used to talk about how the banks owned everything and the people didn't own their own houses, their own farms because they were all financed. Everything was fine. And I'm like, he's telling me all this. I'm in my 20s, right? And I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is weird, dad, whatever, man. And But I listened to him. I was always very, very respectful to my father. 
You know, he really was a good, good man. He really was a great guy. I love that guy. I never heard him speak badly about anybody except for bankers. He didn't like bankers. Imagine that. That rock didn't fall far from the tree, did it, as far as that apple. But the reality is that, you know, here we are finding ourselves with this group of people running the planet who are trying to cause as much discord and confusion as possible. Fauci is now saying on businesses keeping mask mandates, he says the issue is that we don't have any way of knowing who is vaccinated. This was yesterday. Now they're telling us not to wear masks if you're vaccinated. Now he's telling businesses to keep people basically masked up because we don't know who's vaccinated. And, and look at the guy. Look at him. Guys, ugly dude. Look at him. Look at his facial features. I mean, is he even – what kind of DNA does he have? How weird does he look? So you have to ask yourself a question, you know, like with Jim, 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 Jeff, Jim Gates and all these other guys. Are these guys part of that benign de- Nephilim or – whatever they want to call themselves, the sons of the fallen, do they have the DNA of Lucifer surging through their blood? I mean, are these guys really human? Whoa. I don't know. I'm just asking you. It sounds kind of weird even saying that, right? But when we got spaceships flying all over the place that we don't know where they've come from, and we've got this big breeding program going on back in Genesis chapter 6 the Bible told us about to the point that God had to flush the whole planet, who are these people? Why do, they have, why do they have no sympathy? Why do they have no remorse? And why do they have no empathy? And why is it okay for them is to walk into a school and machine gun little children and go into a hospital and machine gun the people in the hospital or drop the hospital or these little schools with these little kids to the ground in rubble and they have no remorse? Who dropped these people on their head when they were little? Why do they think it's okay to be a psychopath? Gosh, guys, and I'm not just talking about the folks over in Israel. I'm talking about the folks all over the world, like Angela Merkel, Obama. It's okay now that that your that your little girl uses the bathroom with a full grown male pedophile. Well, well, why would that be okay? Because I said so, and I'm a I'm a gay guy anyhow. I, I I'm married to Michelle. Oh, my, 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 Michael, and she's a man, and so I got myself a transgender in the White House, according to Joan Rivers, and therefore we're going to go ahead and make this an acceptable form, how should I say, lifestyle. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not acceptable. Not by God's standards, but yet all of our children have been taught that it is. I was talking to one of the college students the other day who came by the house, and they said, well, you don't understand, uh, Dr. Brower. I said, we don't feel that way as far as the college students any longer. We just don't really think much about gays or transgenders being anything wrong with that or bisexuals or being wrong with that. I looked at this young lady, and I said, you're going to a Christian university. This ain't okay. Why weren't you taught that this is not okay? But again, it's the Frankfurt School. Same group of Kabbalists. <laughs> 1933, they started in the 20s in Germany at Goethe University. <laughs> they came to Colombia, spread their filth and their trash into our country. They planted that seed. And God warned us about that seed, didn't he? And about a little bit of leaven goes through the whole loaf. And now we've got a whole loaf of university systems that are completely and totally compromised. And every aspect it can be compromised. And it really is sad. It really, really is extremely sad that we have found ourselves in this. By the way, we got troops now. I mean, fully dressed troops, which is what happened to Posse Comitatus, guys. 
uniformed troops go to bars and 7-Elevens in Dallas, Texas to inject younger people with bioweapon shots. Wait a minute. For much of the past month, this is from Zero Hedge, national media has been replete with headlines decrying vaccine hesitancy and as coronavirus infection rates continue on the decline. Mid dire warnings this may hinder herd immunity goals, <laughs> death rate goals. Local and federal health agencies are busy pouring vast resources. Yep. But one initiative in Dallas County in Texas is going far beyond anything we've seen thus far. Many social media have observed this downright creepy, bizarre, and a brazenly coercive optic. Texas has been fully open and bars and restaurants are now packed, but vaccine sites are not. So apparently, so naturally, Dallas County Health and Human Services thought it would be a good idea to go to the bars with vaccines along with uniformed U.S. Army National Guard soldiers. Hey, guys, this ain't all right. On a busy Friday night in Dallas, neighborhood widely just dubbed the live music capital of North Texas, U.S. military personnel, against posse comitatus, entered popular venues, including random convenience stores, to coax, to force, to coerce unvaccinated individuals to get the jab on the spot. <laughs> you know, guys, this isn't okay. This isn't okay. This is telling you who runs the world. Our mercenary forces, apparently, in the United States are being used against the American people now. Whoa. Unbelievable. Did we think this wasn't going to happen? We talked about the Patriot Act a few weeks ago. What an unbelievable nightmare piece of legislation that was and how I pitched a fit from the rooftops back in 2001 when that thing got passed. I did. I mean, I pitched a fit. Man, if I'd have had a talk show about it, that's about the time they started taking me off all the other talk shows I was doing because I was running my mouth about what they were doing. Guys, here we are 20 years later. And I don't want to say... I told you so, but I did 20 years ago if you were listening. And that's why I say to you, in retrospect, none of this is surprising God. He's omnipresent. He looked at the timeline. He saw they were going to do this. He wrote about it, and then he warned us because he is the most high. He is the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith, and he sent us Jesus to deliver us from the evil one. Always remember that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. The fact that God is protecting the Ted and Austin Brower show, the fact that God is protecting you, the fact that we're still out here talking about this stuff and telling our friends means that these guys have a problem. It really does. And that problem is the most high God. And when God is on your side and my side, it's always the majority. Because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. For this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. I love you guys. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely, my friends. And this is, again, this is what we've been talking about with these experimental shots. Remember, with the Nuremberg Code and even what they've discussed with the FDA as far as emergency use, they cannot force you to take this shot, but that's not to say they can't aggressively and militantly try to encourage you to get it, which is exactly what they are doing. I saw a, a, a shot from yesterday on Fox, very disturbing, and it was showing the 
DARPA internal training material per Politico, the government is getting geared up. They're getting spooled up. What they did on January 6th as far as their targeting and their beta testing to see who was involved in that was just the beginning. They had this on the news last night, and it said, and I quote, Patriot extremism, which they're basically discussing. They're having to set up and combat patriot extremism. Now it's not right-wing terrorist anymore. Now it's not terrorist extremism. Now it's not racist white supremacy homegrown terrorism. Now it's called patriot extremism. I'm going to forward this to mom so she can throw it on the ST Brower account. And it says, and I quote, the definition of patriot extremism via DARPA internal training material per Politico. This ideology holds that the U.S. government has become corrupt, has overstepped its constitutional boundaries, and is no longer capable of protecting the people against foreign threats. That's patriot extremism. And I can tell you right now, that's pretty much how a lot of Americans are thinking. The government is not here to protect you. They never have been. They never will be. They're there to make sure they maintain your rights and civil liberties. It's not their job to protect you. It's not law enforcement's job to protect you. Always remember that. Continue to stand up because it's about to happen pretty soon. Continue to get this information out there, and I encourage everybody, stand firm in your convictions. Do not falter. Now is not the time. We've already pushed and fought this too hard. We cannot give in to their demands ever, including relinquishing of any of our legally owned firearms ever. Thank you again, my friends, for the support. Continue to get this information out there as much as you can. Keep waking people up. That is the best thing we can do right now. And civil disobedience, don't comply. Don't listen. Don't give in. Do not capitulate to these clowns because you give them the power when you listen to them. Thank you again, my friends. Stay prepped. Stay prepared. Continue to stay on your ground. And you guys have a fantastic, awesome night. Talk to you again tomorrow as always. to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.